Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Ultimately, we seek answers to three questions. Does the remake do justice to the original? And if you just watch the remake, do you get a good sense of why the original was successful or not successful and thus remade? But most of all, which movie to watch, the original or the remake? Welcome to another episode of Original Remake, and I am your host, Peter. Uh, my co-host, Michael Denniston, was unable to join for this episode because he does not like kids in movies. So I asked uh, Mason, who has been making a regular appearance on my other show, Hydrate Level 4, uh, to join me on this review of The Jungle Book. So Mason, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Peter. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's about time that I invited you on to this episode. So uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about uh, what you do over at The Real Dude Reviews? Well, I'm Mason. I'm the uh, head editor and writer for Real Dude Reviews uh, at realdudereviews.com. And I basically, I basically do what you do. I, I check out movie reviews. I do, I do a little bit of video game reviews, and uh, I just work with the community to get all that entertainment jazz up and out on uh, the internet. So, I, lo- I love it, and uh, that's why I'm here with you today. Yep, there it is. And before we get further into the review here. I just wanted to give the listeners an opportunity for those that have not checked out the 2016 movie to uh, to go ahead and do that because we'll probably get into some spoilers here. Uh, Mason, do we want to uh, maybe perhaps tell the listeners whether or not whether or not we recommend the movie? Re- recommend checking out the new release? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know. Um, okay, so would you recommend it? Uh, yes, I would. Uh, which surprises me because I'm normally not really a fan of reboots, but uh, yes, I, I would definitely say check this out. And in which version did you watch it in? Um, I, I mean, I saw both, but I oh, you mean like the 2D or 3D? I, yeah. I saw it in 2D, uh, okay. but I but I heard that 3D was very good. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, I also saw it in 2D, and I think if you like the original, yeah, go ahead and go watch the remake, too. It's a family movie, so take the family to go and see it. Uh, So at this point, I'll go ahead and play a trailer, and again, this is your warning. If you haven't seen the movie, to pause this review, go check it out, and come back and listen to us uh, compare the movies. Are you alone out here? What are you doing so deep in the jungle? Don't you know what you are? I know what you are. I know where you came from. Poor, sweet little cub. I'll keep you close. Let go of your fear now. And trust.
All right, and that was your warning that uh, we will get into some spoilers. The original Jungle Book came out in 1967. It was directed by Wolfgang Reitherman with the uh, voice talents of Phil Harris as Baloo, Sebastian Cabot as Bagheera, Bruce Reitherman as Mowgli, George Sanders as Shere Khan, Sterling Holloway as Ka the Snake, uh, Louis Prima as King Louis, and J. Pat O'Malley as Colonel Hathi the Elephant. Um, basically, it's about a young boy by the name of Mowgli who was raised by wolves, and uh, he decides to leave to find his own kind. Okay, well, Jungle Book Remake for 2016, directed by John Favreau, uh, is the the CGI fest version of the Jungle Book, but it's not the exact same plot. We've got we've got obviously a lot of similarities. We have Mowgli uh, being abandoned in the jungle. We have Bagheera, uh, voiced by the fantastic Sir Ben Kingsley, uh, taking care of him, giving him off to the wolves. Um, but there are also some very almost we we see some dark differences that almost make me say this is not a family movie um, because we see a little bit of backstory with Shere Khan seeing why he hates why he hates uh, man so much, why he's scared of man so much. We see the destructive potential of the fire that everyone is uh, obsessed with, you know, like the red, they call it the red flower. Um, but we have some fantastic performances um, by uh, the one human character, Neil Sethi, who plays Mo- Mowgli. Uh, very well done. And all the voice actors are on point. We have a huge star-studded cast of Scarlett Johansson, Bill Murray, Idris Elba, um, all bring their uh, all bring their characters to life, and I'm normally not a huge fan of all this CGI, but the fantastic talent um, of voice acting and direction uh, make this a movie that is def- definitely is worthy of its of the original. It's definitely a worthy successor. So let's uh, start off talking about uh, Mowgli a little bit here. Uh, in the remake, uh, we you know, go for a real world kind of look, right? With John Favreau here, uh, with, uh, this kid Mowgli, you know, I kind of dig his look where he's got, you know, some of the scarring, you know, it shows that, uh, he's had that hard living in the jungle. There's like one in particular too, that's like on his chest. That's, uh, that's pretty prominent there. Uh, he, he gets like little scratches here and there throughout the movie. They heal pretty fast, but, uh, for the most part, he's just got that one scarring on the chest. And I kind of, I kind of like that, how that's always yeah, there. When, I mean, when you're running through the jungle, you get like thorns, sticks and animals with sharp teeth. I, I, I wouldn't, I would not do it. I would stay the hell away, but, um, yeah, he, he takes it, he takes it in stride and all on that little, uh, loincloth of his the entire movie so props to him and i guess one of the uh, other differences with the this new live version of mowgli he can actually climb things he can run he's pretty nimble and uh, i guess you can say pretty athletic whereas in the animated version he actually needs more of like an assistance uh, in climbing and things like that yeah he's very more he's very more uh self-sufficient he uh and despite other animals telling it, telling him it's wrong, he also uses his his wit. He creates his own tools. You you kind of see a uh, like a two thousand one space odyssey, the you know where the the opening sequence where the trumpets start opening up, and you see the gorillas learn to use rocks for the first time. We can, we kind of see that development um, where he's using he's using rope, he's using bowls, you know stuff like that. And the animals tell him no, that's not okay. But Mowgli's like no, this is. 
this is smart. This is how we get things done easier. And uh, yeah, so he's, he's much more adept climber. Much uh, he is a much more adept climber. He's much more clever than his yeah his original cartoon counterpart. Yeah, you bring up a, a really good point. Like in the live version, you know, they kind of call it tricks. You know, he's bit, a bit of a, a little MacGyver. You know, where he uh, makes his, you know, little bowl to scoop up water. And, uh, you know, the wolf pack kind of like frowned upon it. And they, you know, basically don't want him uh, doing these things in front of like other animals, I guess. You know, to kind of, they don't want him bringing like more attention to himself as it is. Uh, Yeah, even even animals that don't hate man are still very uh, cautious around what they what they call a man cub. So the wolves are are trying their best to make him fit in, even though he he never can. He's just not an animal. Um, so whenever he yeah, whenever he decides to use a bowl or try to do something that's not animal like, uh, they say like Mowgli, don't do that. Like a like a parent would say, yeah, don't don't you know don't don't go cussing around. You know you got to fit in with the other kids. You got to be like nice and happy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's definitely just a different take on that whole. Uh, you know, tr- try to fit in with those who are not you kind of a standpoint. And I don't think this is that much of a difference, but did you have uh, a preference as to how Mowgli was introduced? Where in the animated version, you know, we see him um, uh, left uh, in a basket as a baby, you know, which was found by Bagheera. And then in the live version, you know, we see this in some kind of like a uh, flashback in Ka's eyes, you know, who's actually voiced by Scarlett Johansson. So we get a bit of a like a gender reversal switch kind of thing here. Yeah, I've never I, I put this up on Twitter. Uh, I've, I've never been so scared and sexually confused at the same time because like, I love Scarlett Johansson. But like I said, I hate, hate snakes. Um, as far as the origin story goes, I, I, I've grown to sort of, I, I've grown tired of origin stories. We see them all the time in superhero movies. We see them all the time in basic character development. I, I, I'm, I'm more of a fan of, um, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm more of a fan of what Zack Snyder did with, with his Batman, you know, just like glossing over it. And we already got like a fully, fully immersive Batman. Um, so I did enjoy what the live action film did with, uh, the new Mowgli, just seeing him, he already knows, he already knows how to climb, he knows how to run, he's getting better, um, and eventually, yeah, like, we, we go, we gloss back over, like, oh, what happened to his family, what happened to his dad, um, but I'm glad that there wasn't, there wasn't a focus on that, I was glad on, like, where he's going, not where he's been. Yeah, no, uh, very good point, um, I do like it in this, you know, flashback, I guess we can call it, is that we get to see, you know, a little bit of backstory of uh, Shere Khan, you know, as to why he really despises the humans, you know, where we we see like uh, Mowgli's dad, you know, kind of burns him with the... The, uh, the, red the, the red flower or whatever. And, uh, you know, he's got scarring on his, uh, burn marks all over his face, right? So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I, I kind of like it, you know, kind of back to the whole real world look of, uh, uh, of, of Shere Khan. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because something that really surprised me in this was, uh, how unafraid the movie was to, to, uh, conflict with death. So, I um, mean, uh, Shere Khan is obviously like a very, a, a brutal villain. But in the live action version, he, he's not without a sense of charm and swagger almost. Whereas in the live action, um, he he's just friggin' terrifying. Uh, like that that one moment, uh, we said spoiler alert, right? 
Yes. Okay. So that one moment where he goes to the wolves, like saying, okay, where's, you know, where is the, where's the boy? And then just throws um, Giancarlo Esposito's wolf character but when, when he doesn't get what he wants. I was like, holy shit, like, where yeah. did that come from? <laughs> that, that, was not, that was not from my memories. And then we see him later, like, t- hanging out with the little wolf cub saying to the mom, like, look, if you don't give me what I want, I'm going to kill your children. It's like, this is way, way darker, a way darker version than what I remember. So I, I really, I, I hesitate to say enjoy, but I, res- I definitely respect what they did with the darker tone of the film. Yeah, that was uh, pretty cool. I didn't know that was Giancarlo Esposito, and uh, I don't think I found out until actually I saw it in the end credits. But a uh, little bit of a bragging story here. Uh, but I got a picture with him a couple years ago back at Comic-Con. I I know you've shown me that. Oh, actually. I'm so jealous. I hate <laughs> you. you. You got that. You got the you got the girl from Firefly. Oh right, You're killing yep. me, man. And uh, the guy from Heroes too, um, uh, Milo. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he lives in Portland. Ah, I hate you. Okay, uh, let's talk a little bit about, let's see, um, did you have any other thoughts on the uh, Ka, the the snake here? Because in the live version, Baloo, right. voiced by Bill Murray, uh, saves Mowgli, you know, from, from Ka. Uh, whereas in the animated version, uh, I think it's just in passing, you know, it's it's um, how they meet. Yeah, um, so it was it was a little too coincidental for my taste as far as meeting Baloo. But then again, you know, the cartoon version was the same way. Like, he just passes across him. Um, I, despite my hatred of snakes, I would have liked to see more of Ka because it was a very, you know, terrifying presence. Um, but I, I think that with the time that she got, it, it was self-sufficient. Um, the introduction to Baloo, I thought, was fantastic. You know, we like, immediately right off the bat, we get that, Okay, he's he's a fun loving, honey loving bear who uh, who's who's kind of a con artist, and I love that. And I thought Bill Murray did a great job. Um, but I, I would have jo- enjoyed if Carr came back like in the original film for like a mm-hmm. a, a little bit of revenge. Yeah, he kind of spends his time hanging out over at the uh, I'm gonna call it uh, Pride Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because. Um, Watching the live action version, it gave me a lot of like Lion King feels, you know, like Scar just hanging around uh, Pride Rock and ordering people to bring back Simba, you know. But I guess in Lion King, it's like, you know, kill him. But in, instead, this one, uh, Shere Khan wants them to bring Mowgli back. So a l- little bit of similarities, but I saw it anyway. I, but I don't know if you caught that or anything. I mean, yeah, uh, like those times when he was when he was hanging out at the, at the water truce uh, in, in the in the new film, I, I saw that kind of similarities where he's like, "Hey, you guys bring him to me." Like he himself, I mean, he would like he would fight with the other animals and stuff, but he himself was kind of you know staying at home base, uh, waiting waiting to hear from someone when Mowgli would be coming back or where he was. Uh, so yeah, he's kind of he's kind of a lazy tiger almost, um, but he, you know he 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 gets what he wants at the end. Yeah. What about Idris Elba as the uh, the man who voices uh, Shere Khan? What do you think about the voice casting there? Uh, I think I thought the voice cast decisions for all characters were uh, were terrific. Uh, Idris Elba absolutely terrifying. I think he's a fantastic actor, very underrated, really. Um, v- yeah, very he, sexy. He, he's got a very yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, I would I would let him spoon me. Um, anyway. 
uh but yeah he's he's got this he's got this big uh like kind of deep dark voice that uh it can, can be either terrifying or consoling um when you think back to his performance in Pacific Rim, like he, he's a stern kind of, he's a stern but loving father figure almost. And I love that. But in this, he's just a terrifying, dark, selfish, uh, like creature who, who wants nothing more than the death of something else. And I completely believed him. Uh, but, and yeah, all other voice, Ben Kingsley was specifically my favorite voice actor in the film because he really brought, but Bagheera is my favorite character in general in the Jungle Book. Um, but Ben Kingsley really brought that again, that's that stern father, uh, figure voice, but, but not without a sense of passion and sympathy and care for Mowgli. And that's, and that takes a lot of subtle work, a lot of subtle direction, but I thought he did it fantastically with grace. Uh, so I thought definitely everyone did a, was, was 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 job. Now, I guess this is one thing I kind of forgot to talk about at the uh, top of the review, but did you grow up with the animated version? I, I saw it when I was younger, yes. Uh, I, it wasn't one of my favorites, but... Okay, yeah. See, I the, this was almost like a first-time viewing for me. Uh, I can't really remember whether or not I watched it as a, as a child. Uh, n- not very many of the scenes were very uh, familiar to me. Um, one in particular, and you know, we'll, we'll get to it in, in a little bit here, but, uh, like I know the bare necessity song, oh, the, yeah. the song that King Louis sings, I'm not familiar with that at all. So it's, I don't know if it was the music, but it's not one that I watched when I was younger. Oh, you don't know. I want to be like you. I, yeah. I, I love that so, song. See, so that's why I feel like that's why I didn't watch it when I was a little kid. So, so I guess after watching both versions, it was like my first time. So that's interesting that this wasn't one of your favorites. Was there a specific reason why i almost feel like there's been a few different versions you know they had a sequel and they did a live version with like jason scott lee who's not indian but okay (laughs) sure but i'm just curious do you feel like this is one of one of the popular property properties of disney or one of the less popular ones you know, I think this is i think this would be one of the lesser ones because when you when you go back and say oh what's your favorite disney musical I, I don't think you would really ever hear, oh, yeah, The Jungle Book, you, you, you know, you hear Lion King or Beauty and the Beast or something like that. Um, when this movie got announced, I think the general response was, oh, okay, cool. You know, it wasn't something that we were desperately wanting, but not something that we were totally against. Uh, so I, this the original animated version wasn't one of my favorites just because, A, when I was a kid, again, I was afraid of snakes. And uh, B, uh, there there was just there was better material out there. Uh, that I that I got more involved with. Yeah. Um. When the teaser trailer came out, I saw it and I was like, nobody asked for this. But then when I saw like the first official trailer, I was like, okay, you know, I I can kind of get behind that. You know, they did Maleficent and Mirror Mirror and well, maybe not Mirror Mirror, but you know, some of these other live action uh, Disney movies. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot and. With the name like John Favreau, I was like, you know, it'd actually probably be okay. You know, he did Iron Man and stuff like that. So, so you know, I, I, I figured I'd give it a shot and, and check it out. But King Louie. Now, I like Christopher Walken. You know, I'm fine with the uh, with the voice cast there. Um, but I kind of had 
I, I guess I kind of had a bit of an issue for how large he was. You know, I, I guess he's like some type of orangutan. And I know he's not King Kong or anything. And Ka was really big too. But I just felt, I just felt King Louis was just way too big. And it kind of took me out uh, a little bit there. What, what are your thoughts on him? I actually, I actually loved King Louis. Uh, I thought Christopher Walken strange, strangely fit. I, I don't know why, but but something about that that New York charm of his really, really translated well for a orangutan who thinks he's the king of the jungle. Um, yeah, his, his bigness was a little off um and and i liked how when baloo came in he's like oh yeah i've just been wanting to see all that all that flesh meshed <laughs> together like they they were definitely self-aware of how big he freaking was but um i thought that the that the voice acting was great i thought that he did a really good job with the song um i didn't know if they were going to be including the, the the old songs but i was glad to see they did um and yeah christopher walken did a great job with the song i thought that he was uh, that his uh, like the machinations of it, of his of his body language were very on on point as far as what an animal would be doing in this kind of situation, like an animal that carries itself with a sort of ruling swagger. Yeah. Uh, so I I really enjoyed it. I didn't really have a problem with it with his bigness, except for the fact that he was like larger than life, huge. Uh, I I thought I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think that was my problem too. I mean, you kind of said it too, larger than life. I was trying to figure out why. I mean, look, I've never grew up in the jungle or anything like that. Perhaps there is a big ass orangutan uh, <laughs> out there like that, but I feel like we'd know about it, right? This isn't King Kong, so I'm just like, why? Why are like the sizes of some of these animals just don't look right? Because he's a lot larger than Baloo, who's a who is a bear. You know, so I, I guess this is, you know, Rudyard Kipling's like world, but I, I, I'm not familiar with his work. So I'm, I'm not sure why the choice was, uh, you know, for him to be that large was even a thing. So I'm kind of curious to kind of hear what other people think about that. But, uh, but I, I was fine with it. The, the look, everything looks amazing. You know, I, I, I enjoyed the, the look of every single animal. Uh, King Louis, I loved his look. It was just his size. That that just you know kind of bothered me. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, some of the main characters were made to be a little bit more detailed, just so you know, j- just so you knew who to look out for. Um, yeah, I, I mean, King. I think maybe the, the creative decision for King Lou to be gi- gigantic was that he thinks you know he, he's larger than life. You know, he thinks he's the big the biggest thing out there for every for everyone to know. So maybe they wanted to just physicalize that as well. Okay, but uh, that's that's just a theory. I don't know. This is uh, one of the similarities in both movies, and I really dug it. How uh, when Mowgli does get kidnapped and is you know taken to King Louis, you know they go through the sequence of uh, like in the forest, you know grabbing him by his shoulders with their feet and throwing him mm-hmm. around. So I, I I dug that. That translated pretty well for me. I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, it seemed cool. And uh, one of the biggest worries I had about the film was that it was going to be was that it was going to be a CGI fest, but the, the, the animals look so real that when Mowgli is finally picked up by these monkeys, it feels like he's actually being swung, you know, he's being thrown. And I don't know what they did against like the blue screen and stuff. Like if they actually threw this kid off a ledge or something, but um, yeah, it, it, it looked fun as well as terrifying because you don't know where he's going. Yeah. It, I, I wonder if, you know, he's probably really swinging and it's just all like camera work and framing, you know, to make it look like, He's actually being tossed around, but yeah, I'd be very interested in checking out the, you know, the behind the scenes stuff. 
Um, so are, are we to take that King Louis dies in that one? Uh, no, because in, in the, uh, in the after credits, he like, he pops out of the rubble. Oh, that's right. In the, uh, the, the, the pop-up book. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I kind of, well, I thought that was great how they had the pop-up book and all I was thinking was, I wish I had seen this part in 3D at least because that mm. looked amazing. Um, but you're right. Yeah. I, I forgot that you got the sing, singing song dance, you know, with Christopher walking at the end too, but just, yeah, from, from the movie alone, like he's yeah under the rubble. You're right. Uh, yeah, but it was, it was cute to see all of his little minion monkeys, like to dig him out one rock at a time, like one pebble. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I liked the loyalty of his, of his little minions. Yeah. They, they don't want to get eaten by him. I mean, yeah. they're regular size. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he came back alive uh, at the end there. Um, okay. So here, here's a, the big difference, you know, at the end of the movie here where, uh, they kind of rise up against Shere Khan because of this motto, you know, that, uh, that they all know that Mowgli taught Baloo earlier. So there's a call back to that. Um, I forgot how they take out Shere Khan now. They, uh, they burn him. Oh yeah, that's right. He, he chases after Mowgli and then ultimately, uh, falls off. The, the branch and into the fire. Yeah, so Mowgli straight up kills a tiger. Yeah, I, I guess you can say it that. <laughs> a little uh, again, a little bit dark. Uh, it, I, I think in the uh, in the animated version, he just kind of like we don't actually see him die. We we just kind of see Shere Khan like kind of disappear in flame. And like we, he kind of runs off. Like he's a little yeah. Yeah, scared by the fire and runs off a little bit. So but in this one, yeah, he's, he's on the tree, he's on the branch and he, and he just, he falls into this great like river of fire. So I, we, we know he's, he's gone. Um, and yeah, that was, that was, that was definitely the step from boy to man. And it, he, Mowgli became exactly what Shere Khan feared. He, he became a, an actual man who knew how to wield fire, who knew how to wield dangerous things. Um, but at the same time, we we know that he's become part of the pack. He's become part of the 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 code that the that they recite at least like four times throughout the film. So we know that he could be different. Now I am kind of curious here. Um, the, the the one of the few things that I do know about the animated version is that uh, at the end, Baloo and Bagheera take him to like the Man Village, and then he like. Not be friends, but he meets like a like a, a, a like a little girl, you know, and then yeah. is taken to the village. So in the in the anim, uh, I'm sorry, the live version, he never gets there. So are we to assume that he just stays in the jungle? Yeah, and that was something that was a creative difference that I I had mixed feelings about. Uh, yeah, he, we were left to assume he just doesn't go to to the man village. He just stays in the jungle for the rest of his life. Basically, becomes the next Tarzan. In the animated version, I didn't like that he went to the man village because he, he spent so much time with these animals making friends and and these friends had shown such loyalty to him with Shere Khan. But at the same time, you gotta I mean you gotta think like how can one kid survive in the jungle with animals for his entire life with no interaction with someone who's like him? Uh and, and it it just like if anything, psychologically I, I, I worry for him. Mm. Um, so, uh, you, you damned if you do, damned if you don't, but, um, I, I think I personally preferred him staying in the jungle just because I had grown so fond of Bagheera and Baloo and all the rest of his animal friends. And I'm glad that he'd be able to spend more time with them. 
Yeah, I kind of agree because, like, if this is kind of real world, how does he communicate with, like, another human being? You know, if he's kind of been learning, like, the, uh, you know, the language of the animals. Because I don't know how they approach it in the 1994 remake, the live version with Jason Scott Lee. I imagine that it's just like, oh, yeah, he can speak English and, you know, speak with the animals kind of thing. Um but yeah, I, I agree that I, I, I kind of prefer the ending of the live version better that he stays in the jungle. Uh, so that was kind of nice. I did think that they were going to give us maybe a flashback of him like slightly older, but that's fine. You know, so I, yeah, I actually see them doing a jungle book too. And then maybe that's when he, uh, kind of has that, um, the conflict of meeting, I guess, man, you know, later on. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, there we'll wasn't see. A, a random water jug girl for him to, no, to woo. No, not at all. So uh, I, I guess that's it. Is there any other similarities or differences that you could think of from the movie? Nothing, nothing huge. No, not really. Um, except like B- Bagheera does kind of uh, in the in the animated version, Bagheera leaves leaves him with the wolves and and leaves him with uh, like these different groups of animals. Um, whereas in the new one, he he's kind of always a a watch a watchful presence and i enjoyed that and i enjoyed that as well because we we feel like bagheera has more of a feeling of responsibility for mowgli rather than in the first one where he's like okay i just gotta get this kid somewhere he'll be safe um in live action it's like bagheera no bagheera is actually his father but bagheera knows that he needs like a group of people like he can't just live with one panther the whole time and i I enjoyed that uh that's that feeling of responsibility oh i like that um uh, one of the other things I guess we kind of missed that uh, that I really enjoyed was the the whole uh, befriending Baloo. You know, Baloo cons him into like ha- cons him into like cutting down like all these uh, honeycombs. You know, so he can yeah. hibernate, which bears don't do. I guess uh, I don't know. So so when Bagheera, you know, kind of calls him out on it, I go, oh okay. So he was conning him. Uh, I, I knew he was you know using him for sure, but I didn't know it was a con that you know bears don't hibernate. But um. But I, I I liked that because again it was a callback to like him uh, or Mowgli you know and using his tricks you know he was able to devise uh, some sort of like like um, tool that will cut down the combs and um, you know kind of protect him from the bees you know so he's he's very he's a very like a little MacGyver you know he's he's very clever with the tools uh, that he's got around him. Yeah, and he was having a lot of fun being able to use his tricks, not having to worry about what other animals thought of him. Uh, so that that was kind of uh, Baloo accepted him for what he was. He didn't care as long as he got his honey, which was really mean and really sweet at the same time. <laughs> but hmm. uh, it, I guess it all depends on how you take it. All right. So uh, with this, I, I don't know. Lately, the last few episodes, we've been kind of doing like, oh, you know, what would we do? Uh, differently like as far as like a, another remake like you know who could have directed this or acted it in um uh in the roles possibly better but with jungle book 2016 being like a, a new release i don't think we're gonna do that but we will wrap up the show with uh kind of saying uh which movie would we uh recommend the original or the remake so mason i'll have you go first um i would say this depends on your age if you are if you're like 14 and up, I would say watch the new one. Uh, watch the 2016 version because uh, it's fantastic. Got cool visual sequences and the story is really sweet. But it's also very dark. And I don't know if I would specifically take my kids to go see it if I had children. 
Um, if, if you're, if you're a young person or you have young people, uh, definitely, definitely see the old animated version because it's, it's much more fun, much more innocent and, uh, probably better for the whole family. Okay. Well, uh, the, the, the new, the live version is actually rated PG. So, so really you could take your kid, but, uh, I guess that would be the preference of the, the, the parents, I guess, um, you know, as far as. If they would take the, you know, the, the little ones to go watch it, I, I would recommend the new one, you know, over the, the, uh, animated version. Cause the, the animated version, it's an hour 15. It's, it's only, you know, a half an hour more, right? Uh huh. If I'm doing my math right, it's only about a half hour difference, but you get more of a story. You get, uh, you know, you get some pretty great voice acting from everyone. And, and also Neil Sethi, is that how you say his name? I think so. I think that's that's what we're going with, you know, who plays Mowgli. I thought I thought he was really good, you know, and and taking a, a little kid, you know, to go watch this, they can say, "Hey, look look at this little kid, you know, who's about my age that can do all these cool things." I think that would be cool for someone young to go and and see. So, uh the animated stuff, you know, I I feel nowadays don't maybe not quite uh hold up as well as they used to especially with like like Pixar and all these CGI movies i can't see a like a young kid in this generation really going back and watching the original so so i'm going to choose the the live version for all ages well fine be that way <laughs> all right mason i want to thank you again for coming on to the show why don't you uh uh pimp out uh, you know where <laughs> people can find you and and your work online Sure, Peter. Well, thanks again so much for having me on. Uh, you can find me at realdudereviews.com. Uh, that's R-E-E-L, because we love puns. Uh, we have game reviews, movie reviews, let's plays, uh, features, everything for you, and we're always looking for new writers. So be sure to swing by, leave a comment, uh, say hi, say that you love us or hate us. And either way, we'd be we'd be happy to hear from, from you. So also be sure to check out this guy, because he's awesome. But, oh, appreciate yeah, that's, it. That's, 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 uh, that's my material. Yes, uh, the, the awesome show that Mason uh, is referring to is uh, Hydrate Level 4, which uh, I host. And Mason, you, you've been on there uh, for a few episodes. Uh, I think mm-hmm. more recently you joined me for the 1989 Batman. Yes. And uh, Do you dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Or I, have you danced with the devil? Yes, yeah. in, indeed. So you, you were on that in, in a few other episodes. But... um. You can find that uh, at followingfilms.com, you know, along with my uh, co-host, Michael Denniston, who uh, hosts War Machine vs. War Horse. So you can find both of our contents uh, at followingfilms.com. Also on iTunes and Stitcher, we are now available there, have been for the last few months. And uh, we can sure use some uh, iTunes reviews that really help out the show. If you would like to get a hold of Mike on Twitter, you can find him at War Machine Horse. You can find me at HLF Podcast. So next time in celebration of Mother's Day, I guess Mike and I will be covering Freaky Friday? Question mark. <laughs> oh God! So, so tune in when we uh, cover the the nineteens. Uh, I don't remember the exact year. Sixties version with a uh, Jodie Foster. Well, maybe it was seventies. The, the one with Jodie Foster and also uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. So we'll be covering that on the next episode. Uh, hopefully you guys subscribe because that will be uh, an interesting one for Mother's Day. Look for the 
So I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from Freaky Friday. But you have fun, and be sure to tell your mom hi for me. It's like a Mark Wahlberg thing. Yeah, that's all, that's actually uh, something that Biff Tannen has said in the first Back to the Future too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, say hi to your mom for me. The bare necessities, the recipe, the recipes You know my beats are clean, but I'ma make a mess of these uh, Here I go again, here we go All I need now is a paper and a pen Cause now is now, and then is then I know I'm gonna make it, only question left is when My homies got my back, like I'm chillin' with a loop Call me Mowgli on the track, kill the villain with the true Kill him, came into the game, did it unannounced If you win the crowd and you're feeling this, let me see you bounce Pounds on the track, better than Bagheera Hero when I'm nearer this week, got y'all moving like Shakira I steer, I got no worries, that's the motto You know what I mean, switch up that is scary Every day's my Halloween, yup Don't get wrapped up in trying to get a lot of prada It's not what life's about, so you always gotta be All the bare necessities The simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Are Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities necessities of